3: Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Let's have some fun on a Monday. A Medal of Honor Monday, I might point out. The greatest day of the week. Well, that's probably... I think I I think I say that about all the days, so that's not fair. But Medal of Honor Monday is coming up about an hour from now where we honor one of our heroes on the show. I'm just going to... Look, I've decided I'm just going to tick through the headlines today because there are so many of them. Tell me if this isn't going to be a spicy show. Somebody... Deface the statue of one of our most sacred saints, George Floyd. We're going to talk about that. How's the vaccine mandate working out for New York City? Another teacher going after your kids. China's nukes. The Taliban with some interesting border patrol options. Somebody killed with a will you marry me banner and Joe Biden. Well, being divisive and horrible. And his little lap dog, Dr. Fauci, doing the exact same things, all that plus BK, the famous b k Air Force p j bK coming up about an hour and a half from now, all that on the world famous Chris Jesse Kelly show. And obviously, I have some thoughts on the Democrat Senator, Kristen Cinema being attacked, well, attacked, accosted in the bathroom. And now, just before the show started, they were yelling at her in the airport, too. They caught up with her in the airport, and they're screaming at her in the airport. I think they're screaming at her on the airplane. (laughs) My thoughts are a little different than everyone else's. But I think it's time. I think it's appropriate for us to have a little chat. Just you and me talking. Just you and me. I think it's appropriate for us to have a little chat and actually... Because I'm so sure this is going to upset some people. You're welcome to call and yell at me tonight. Remember, as long as you get right to the point, I don't care if you yell at me. I don't care if you're mad at me. Just know, hi, how are you? How you doing? When I say your name in the city, you you just get right to your point. All right? So let's have a talk. Joe Biden got up today, and, of course, he looked glassy-eyed and lost. He looked like he was 8,000 years old even had to <laughs> cough a couple times, which is really, really lovely to listen to all the time. And then Joe Biden gave a long talk on the debt and the infrastructure bill. And I'm not going to break all that stuff down because it's so daggone confusing. There's two different bills. There's a debt ceiling. It's attached to the bills. It's, it doesn't matter. They're trying to spend trillions and trillions of your money. And Joe Biden had a lot to say. We're going to go over a lot of it. But first and foremost... I want to play this part and I want to play this part for a reason. Because this is the part where Joe Biden he had a good point.
5: The reason we have to raise the debt limit is in part because of the reckless tax and spending policies under the previous Trump administration. In 4 years, they incurred they incurred nearly 8 trillion dollars in 4 years, 8 trillion dollars in additional debt in bills we have to now pay off. That's more than a quarter of the...
4: Mm. Well, this is uncomfortable, isn't it? Is this not uncomfortable? Because you you know what you wake up and do most days. I know what I wake up and do. I wake up and I roll over and I grab the news and I say to myself, gosh, those stinking Democrats. I hate these communists. They're, they're wrong. They're lying. That's a lie. He's lying. I, and I know you do it. I do it, man. And you get yourself worked up and stressed out about it. The wife's looking at me. Why are you scowling? I'm looking at the news. Just I need a beer. I know you do it. I do it. But there comes a time when it's really healthy in life to do the thing nobody likes to do. I don't like to do it. You don't like to do it. It's human nature. There comes a time when you got to step up and look in the mirror every once in a while and do a little self-analysis on you. That's no fun, is it? I mean, who doesn't like sitting down and saying, look at this guy. And that's how he's screwed up. He's also, Look how stupid Chris is. Oh, new guy, Michael, he's an idiot. Uh, the, these people suck. Oh, the boss, I hate him. Oh, the parking attendant screwed everything up today. Can't believe my delivery driver. What a loser. Oh, me? Oh, no, I'm fine. No, it's all these other people that are messed up. Let's talk about what Joe Biden said. And before we, before we talk about it, before we have this serious talk, I think, I think we should understand something. Talking about the debt is pretty much the least popular thing you can ever do. So all, all these emails I get of, Jesse, I want my own show. I want to do my own TV show and radio show. How could, you, how could you help me and stuff like that? Here's some free advice for you. Don't do what I'm about to do. What does that mean? Nobody cares about the debt, not not Americans anyway. And why? It's not because we're bad or evil or wrong. Americans don't care about the national debt for two different reasons. One, we've been warned that the the tsunami is crashing and this is going to be the end of us for years and years and years, and yet it's never crashed yet. So it's kind of that sky is falling type thing. The debt will end us. Well, I mean, I'm 40. The debt has never ended me. I've had ups and downs, but it's never been because of the national debt. Very similar to yours. So that's one reason. A second reason we don't care about the debt is this. We... We've never experienced what an actual debt crisis means, what it is. Oh, we've had our financial ups and downs. Yes, I remember the Great Recession of 08 and all that. I remember, believe me, I lost my shirt on a house back then. So I believe me, I get it. But we don't understand what a debt crisis actually means. Uh, what, what being in complete financial disarray means. I've told this story before. I'm going to tell it again very briefly because I've told it before. And I generally don't remember where I got it, whether this was from a buddy. I think it was one of my friends. I think I can even name him, but I might've gotten it from a book. Old lady. She's a Soviet citizen. She manages to get to America. Not illegally. She manages. They let her go. She legally immigrates to America. Her family picks her up. So this is an old woman. They pick her up at the airport. They actually drive her right to the grocery store. They wanted to stock up on groceries, wanted to make her a nice dinner that night. It's a big extended family, right? And they show up at the grocery store, and they walk in, and boom, they walk in and just keep walking like you do, walking through the produce section, walking through that. And they look around really quickly, and they realize, "Uh uh-oh, where's Grandma? And they turn around. Grandma is standing in the entryway of the grocery store with her head in her hands, sobbing. Sobbing. And they're thinking, oh, gosh, geez, what? And they all book it back to Grandma. And they what happened? What's wrong? Are you okay? You know why she was sobbing? She had never been in a place, let alone a grocery store in her life, where all the shelves were stocked with food. She was so overwhelmed by seeing shelves full of food, she broke down in tears. You don't have any idea what that's like. I don't have any. I don't have any concept of what that's like, especially as an old person. You've never experienced stocked shelves. I've never experienced shelves that weren't stocked. I mean, granted, sometimes that was at the dollar store, but the, 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 seriously, though, the shelves are always stocked. Even if you get to a point where you can't afford that can of beefaroni, which gosh, beefaroni is underrated, but that's another story. Even if you can't afford it, it's always there, isn't it? You've always had gas. I mean, I understand the Jimmy Carter years, but you've always had gas at the gas station. There's always been bread when you wanted to buy bread. Always. There's been other stuff you don't even think about before. Clothes. You've always had clothing. You've always owned it. It's always been available. You've always been able to afford little things, at least. I realize life has ups and downs, but You probably haven't ever been to the point where you can't afford your next meal for you or your family. You see what I mean? Don't ever talk about the debt if you're getting ready to start your own show because we don't care about it. And we don't care about it because we never experienced what an actual national debt crisis means. We don't know. And because we don't know, we don't appreciate the severity of what is coming. And it is coming. We don't appreciate the severity of it. So there's no way we can make our politicians understand or care about something we ourselves do not care about. I mean, do, do we want to talk about what it means to have a national debt crisis that's coming? Do, do you want a little brief glimpse of what that actually looks like right here in the United States of America. And then do you want to do something that's doubly miserable? Isn't this isn't this a great sale? Do you want to look in the mirror? Do you want to take a minute and look at you? And have me take a look at me? <laughs> Not that I don't like to look at me. What, Chris? No, in all seriousness. We're going to let's talk about what it looks like here. Let's talk about what is coming. Tomorrow, next day, 10 years from now, it's coming. We'll talk about it in just a second, but first. You know the best sheets on the planet? Giza Dream Sheets from My Pillow. You know the sheets designed by Mike Lindell? All of them are designed by Mike Lindell, and it's made from the world's best cotton, Giza. And one more thing, before I get to the sheets, credit to Mike Lindell. Can we all give a shout-out to the man who's, willing, who's willingly hurt his own business in order to fight for liberty with every other corporation. It seems like in this country, taking a dump all over this country, every chance they get for the bottom line, Mike Lindell has been taking it on the chin for the things we care about. That's awesome. And right now for a limited time, only Giza dream sheets are buy one, get one free with the promo code Jesse, but you have to go to mypillow.com right now. Click on the radio listener specials, use the promo code JESSE, buy one, get one free. You need two sets anyway. Or maybe you're on the road, no biggie. Just call 800-845-0544. Remember to use the promo code JESSE, buy one, get one free.
6: Enjoy. Jesse Kelly Show. On air and online at jessiekellyshow.com. Hey.
4: Don't tell me to take it easy, Chris. I feel like that was aimed at me. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and yes, we'll we'll take some calls tonight, especially because it's time to be grownups. It's time to talk about what a debt crisis means for this country. Time to look in the mirror. You, me, all of us. All right? 877-377-4373. Let's cover just briefly what a debt crisis actually looks like. Well, I already brought up the grocery store shelves and the gas lines and the clothes and things like that. What if the Social Security checks don't come anymore? Know anybody on Social Security who relies on it? What if – and I, I'm look, I'm not trying – I'm generally not trying to scare you just to scare you. I'm trying to help you understand what this means. What if they don't come anymore? Okay, what if they keep coming, only the money because of inflation – is worth half as much, a quarter as much, 10% as much. Realize we're dealing with $28 trillion in debt here. Inflation, out of control inflation, not out of the realm of possibility. And remember, they're not going to Im- increase the the size of your Social Security check if we're in a debt crisis. So all of a sudden, if you, someone who relies on it, you're getting by, now you're not getting by anymore. Oh, did I also mention once Social Security goes down the tubes, Medicare is following right behind it. Actually, Medicare may lead it, but it'll probably be Social Security first. Okay, now Medicare is gone. So that's you, an old person. You can't afford to live. You can't afford your health care. I know what a lot of people are thinking right now. What, Jesse? I'm. Who cares? I'm not even old. I'm just young. Where do you think your old relatives are gonna to have to move when this happens? How much room you got in that two bedroom house of yours? <laughs> hey Chris, waking everybody up here. You awake? Well, I'm glad. I'm glad we're talking about this. Do you have room in that two bedroom house of yours? Are you gonna be able to keep that two bedroom house of yours? We're just look, we're looking in the mirror. It's just you and me talking. How much extra? Don't don't write me and tell me this is your business. I'm not not prying in your financial business. Not what you should have. What What do you have for extra money at the end of every month after the paychecks are done coming in and all the bills are paid? What do you have coming in? 500? 1000 bucks? Maybe you're killing it. Maybe it's 10,000. I don't know what you're doing. I'm sure that look, it's wide range. How much money do you have coming in? Do you think you could afford a 30% reduction in your income? Anyone? Chris is laughing right now. Anybody? That house is for sale. Oh, oh, I forgot to mention. The house is for sale, only there's a debt crisis, so there's nobody to buy your home. So not only do you have to sell your home to live, you can't sell your home because nobody's able to buy your home and you actually just have to wait there until they come and evict you from your home. You and your family. Well, where would I go? I don't know. Where would you go? Did you ever see those things called Hoovervilles? No, I'm not talking about Kamala Harris's hometown. The Hoovervilles. You know what a Hooverville is? Herbert Hoover was the idiot president who ushered in the Great Depression in this country. And so many people went through that exact same situation I just brought up to you that these tiny, dirty, little shanty towns, just like you'd see in you know some, some African war-torn country today, some little shanty towns would pop up alongside all kinds of U.S. cities. I'd highly recommend you do an image search if you'd like to see a shanty town. How far are we away from that being you and your family? husband waking up that morning as the wife is trying to scrape something together for the family to eat, you're going to stand in a line somewhere where hopefully you'll get to work hard labor, by the way, hopefully you'll get to work some hard labor that day that will allow you to bring enough money home so the family can eat again. We've talked before about the stories, ever read great depression stories, real great depression stories. One of them stands out in my mind, young girl in school, looking a little peaked, Teacher asks, what's wrong? Young girl says, I'm hungry. The teacher asks, well, go home and get something to eat today. And she says, I can't. Today, it's my sister's turn to eat. Now, do you care about the debt crisis? And I want to play for you again before we look in the mirror. Before you and I look in the mirror, I want to play once again, one of the only things Joe Biden's ever said that he was 100% right on. Here he is.
5: The reason we have to raise the debt limit is in part because of the reckless tax and spending policies under the previous Trump administration. In four years, they incurred, they'd incurred nearly $8 trillion. In four years, $8 trillion in additional debt. In bills, we have to now pay off. That's more than a quarter of the entire debt incurred now outstanding after more than 200 years. And Republicans in Congress raised the debt Three times when Donald Trump was president, and each time with Democrat support.
4: All right. It's mirror-looking time. Let's, let's, let's take a brief moment before we stare in this mirror longingly at ourselves. You do it, too. I'm going to do it with you. Let's talk about Donald Trump for a moment. Oh, don't worry. We're going to get to all the Republicans. Let's talk about Donald Trump for a moment because I need to make sure I'm square with everybody on where I stand on the whole thing. One, during the primary, a long time ago during the primary, when he was running against Cruz and all those guys and Rubio and whatnot, I hated Trump's guts. I thought he was going to run the country like a New York liberal. I thought he'd be way too far left. It was never a personality thing. You know, I don't care about personality. That means nothing to me at all. I'm a rude jerk. That means nothing to me. Give me effective. Effective is what I care about. And I hated his guts. I was a big Ted Cruz guy. I know Ted personally and whatnot. Donald Trump wins the primary. I remember there was talk of uh, denying Donald Trump the nomination at the convention. Now that I rejected. Much as I hated Trump, I said, wait a minute. What? You can't overturn the will of the people like that. That's ridiculous. These Republican snobs. No, 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 no. The man won it. It's his fair and square. So Donald Trump gets the nomination. He gets elected. I voted for him. Yes, I voted for him against Hillary. I just thought, well, she's terrible. And then he gets in there. And he kills it. He kills it. He was was even good on pro-life stuff. He was better on that than than George Bush was. But there's a but on this. Hang on. It is the jesse kelly show on a monday and oh yeah i don't an hour from now we got bk with world news with bk we got medal of honor monday coming up in 30 minutes we've got why do media people whine about their competitors it's really weird and yes we'll take your phone calls on at 877-377-4373 i get to your emails and everything but as i mentioned i was giving you through my trump journey because we're talking about spending once again Let's get Biden got up there today to play it for you again. Biden got up there today and told the truth about something.
5: The reason we have to raise the debt limit is in part because of the reckless tax and spending policies under the previous Trump administration. In four years, they incurred they incurred nearly eight trillion dollars in four years, eight trillion dollars in additional debt in bills. We have to now pay off. That's more than a quarter of the entire debt incurred now outstanding after more than 200 years. And Republicans in Congress raised the debt three times when Donald Trump was president, and each time with Democrat support.
4: Let's have a talk. Remember, we're going through my Trump journey here. Hated him in the primary, voted for him, thought he was going to suck, but voted for him, and then he kills it, right? Foreign policy kills it. Those trade deals that were redone in benefit of our people were great. Deregulated the economy. Awesome. Again, I don't care about personality. That's what everyone else cares about. I don't care about it at all. Doesn't matter to me one little bit. He was even great on pro-life stuff. Great on tax cuts. Excellent president. Well, very good. Very good. His His personnel decisions were nothing short of embarrassing, but overall, very good president. But let's have a talk about what Joe Biden just said. Further Continuing and Security Assistance Appropriations Act 2017, $1.07 trillion. Consolidated Appropriations Resolution 2017, $1.1 trillion. 2018 Omnibus Spending Bill and Raising the Debt Ceiling, $1.3 trillion. Agriculture Improvement Act of 2018, $867 billion different spending packages in december of 2019 alone adding up to 1.4 trillion dollars coronavirus bill march 2020 and by the way all that previously was before covid so don't sell me that crap coronavirus bill march of 2020 you remember after we decided to shut down the economy and then chuck money at the american people like you know what i'm not going to say like what they are but whatever two trillion dollars Government spending and coronavirus package, December 2020, $900 billion in COVID-19 aid. Again, $1.4 trillion to fund government agencies. So what I'm saying to you is, yes, there's no excuse for Joe Biden's spending for $3.5 trillion. There's no excuse for the debt that's coming. But he's not wrong. We're terrible at it. Terrible at it. Where was the screaming when we were signing it? And that was Republicans, Democrats, Donald Trump, all of them. Where was it? I remember there weren't many people joining me saying, what in the world? What, what are we doing? And obviously that's not all on Trump. It went through Congress too. McConnell, all the rest of them, they own it too. Where was the call for spending cuts then? Do you understand? Not a single thing we talk about every single night on this show matters once the financial system collapses on itself. Not one. Not one thing matters. It is. It's one of those things, though. The reason I brought it up earlier about, well, people email me all the time now, you know, I want to start my own TV show or radio show, do that, want to do it, and that's fine. I'm not telling you don't do that. I'm not complaining about those, but don't talk about the debt for real because people really don't care. They don't care. We're too spoiled. We've never been made to care yet. We've never had the big bubble pop yet, and I mean the big bubble. I'm not talking about a recession. We've never had the big blow up yet, so people don't care. You can't make them care, and... You know what I heard a lot of when I was running for Congress back in the day? I'll never forget this. It was a wake up for me. Because I was a big believer in reforming social security. No, not cutting people off from it. People paid into that their whole lives. But let's get the, let's get the thing out of government hands. Get it privatized. Get it get it way out of the taxpayer's hands. Let's let's get the government's hands off it and make it its own private thing. It was only ever supposed to be temporary anyway. It's just become this permanent thing. And I, I, because I was so passionate about it, I would talk to my guys about it before I'd go speak at Republican meetings, Republican meetings. And I talked to my guys about that. And one of my guys was this salty old campaign veteran guy. One of those guys has been doing politics for ages, right? Overweight. is it just, just one of those cigar smoking. It's just your, your typical guy's been doing it too long. And he said, don't bring that up. And I'm young. I'm t- young. I'm 26, 27 years old and a little hotheaded if we're being honest. And so well, what do you mean don't bring it up? It matters. It's the truth. I'm talking about. it. He says, "I'm telling you, don't bring it up." I said, "No, no. You got to understand. This is the this is the year of the Tea Party. These people are mad about spending." And he, I could I could st- I could still hear him at this moment. I can hear him. He starts laughing. <laughs> I said, "What? What's so funny?" He said, "None of these people actually care about spending. Oh, they act like they do. They care about spending when Obama's doing it." He said, "If you get up there in front of a Republican meeting," and you mention one word about Social Security, even slightly reforming it, you will get screamed at. And I thought it was full of crap. I did it at the first meeting, and I got yelled at and pulled aside after the meeting by someone else. And he had this old saying for it. He said, oh, yeah, they're all united against the spending. They all say keep your government hands off my federal benefits. The truth is Congress Congress has an approval rating hovering just above a King Cobra under your sheets. That's what Congress's approval rating is. And yet, do you know what the congressional reelection rate is in this country? At least what it was. I haven't checked recently, but it used to be 92%. So, how do you explain that? Everyone hates Congress, yet they all get reelected. Everyone hates the other congressman. Everyone loves the new congressman jerkwater hospital that just got built with federal money downtown. Everyone loves Congressman Jerkwater's new bridge. Oh, look, Congressman Jerkwater got a federal park built. My kids play there. I love him. How's that mirror looking now? And Look, I'm, I'm guilty, too. Like I said, I, was, I supported him. Trump runs again. Not like we're going to have a choice. I mean, if he wins the nomination, I'm going to support him again. There's no question about it. This stuff has to stop. Joe Biden was right. Joe Biden was right. Do we actually care? I don't think we do. And I don't think there's anything, anything that will make this country care until it's too late. That's a fact. Until it's way too late. Until you're walking down to the grocery store with a wheelbarrow full of cash like it's the Weimar Republic trying to buy a loaf of bread because your money isn't worth anything anymore. Until grandma and grandpa move in and then a couple months later you get evicted and you're living in a shanty town I don't think people will care, but you do care once that freight train gets here. And believe me, choo-choo, it's a chug in our way. All right, that's enough of that ugliness. Let's go make fun of Joe Biden and Jen Psaki and stuff like that. But first, for months, I've been telling you about the non-lethal gun, Hero2020.com. Hero has engineered a more powerful solution than pepper spray in a can. You see, it's about the size of your mobile phone and it fires these super high-speed projectiles at over 100 miles an hour, and they explode on contact. Honestly, just the projectile alone, when it hits you, it hurts. And then when it explodes, it's this pepper chemical irritant, and it is brutal, (laughs) absolutely brutal. And it only takes a few minutes to learn how to use the thing. even comes with a laser sight so you don't miss with it. It doesn't require a concealed carry permit either. Get one of these to protect yourself and your family. Go to hero2020.com. Use the coupon code Jesse for a special discount. That's hero2020.com. Once again, hero2020.com. State restrictions may apply.
6: Is he smarter than everyone? Who knows? Does he think so? Yeah. The Jesse Kelly Show.
7: Hurricanes blowing.
6: It is. The Jesse Kelly Show. And I told
4: you it was going to be a fun night. I told you it was going to be a spicy night. Look, those looks in the mirror hurt. I'm, I'm guilty too. We're all guilty of it, but we don't care about the debt. We got Medal of Honor Monday coming up about 10 minutes from now. Answer some emails, some phone calls. I'm going to get to the Senator Cinema stuff in a minute. She's the one who was chased through a bathroom, some illegal immigrant, or I think a bunch of illegal immigrants. Chased her into a bathroom. And they were yelling at her. And I'll play you a little audio of that and what Biden said. I got a little different take on it than everybody else does. Everyone today on the right is outraged about it. Oh, I can't believe this. How could this happen? Eh, my take's a little different. I think it would be inappropriate, though, to finish the entire first hour of the show without defending one of our saints. I mean, Obviously, saints are really, really important to people, especially Catholics. I'm not Catholic, so I never got the whole saint thing. But, Chris, do you people have saints? You don't have saints? Well, uh, Catholics do. And so one of our truly, truly revered saints in this country, his name was George Floyd. And he died in Minneapolis. And since then, he had, uh, I forget how many memorials across the United States of America and there are various i mean various the multiple statues of George Floyd have been erected in the United States of America now, I don't care what you think about the the death part that doesn't matter at all. The bizarre reverence we get for these people out of nowhere is so weird to me. People are so desperate for these symbols and things to worship, I don't understand. I don't I don't understand it. I've never understood it as long as I live. So get this. <laughs> in Union Square. It's in New York. Uh some skateboarder dude. He walked up there some huge George Floyd statue there. And you should see this thing. It's enormous. I mean it has gotta be it's gotta be 12 feet tall. I'm looking at it's it's enormous. And it's uh it's huge. All right. He walks up to this thing and he throws gray paint on it. He got, so he defaces this George Floyd statue that was erected up there. This is the part that blows me away. It just floors me how, how we've just institutionalized insanity in this country. The New York Police Department. NYPD. NYPD. They have a hate crimes task force, which the fact that they even have a hate crimes task force is so stupid. What even is a hate crime? Are there love crimes that I'm not aware of? But anyway, they have a hate crimes task force. They're investigating and hunting this guy. (laughs) Gosh, what a clown, clown country we have become. What? I mean, gosh, look at that. Did you see this? I love this part here. As long as we're on this <clears throat> white supremacist, th- th- that's in quotes, white supremacists who scrawled racist graffiti on the walls in Missouri high schools turns out to be a black student. <gasps> no, turns out. Look, your default assumption. Now, when you get one of these people, someone drew a swastika on my restaurant receipt uh, someone wrote the, the n word on the wall. Your default is oh, that's a lie. Now oh, somebody's lying, and the thing is, I don't even blame some. I don't even blame this high school student. I, there are, there are a bunch of these stories going on across the country right now. I, I genuinely don't blame, especially when it's young people. The truth is, we have so weaponized being a victim in this country. It is both a it is both a shield and a weapon. It's so invaluable for the people who are able to claim it, and that's all they learn about is this victim and that victim, and, oh, I'm a victim, you can't hurt me, or "I'm I'm a victim, I'll hurt you, and you can't do anything about it. People crave it. It's become one of the cultural carrots that we have in this country. People are dying for it, of all colors. I see it of all colors. It's both genders. It's every religion. People love to be victims. They love it. You know who's one of the worst offenders on our own side, if you want to consider her on our own side? And I honestly don't mean to pick on her. It's not like I have some personal animosity towards her. Politically, we do not agree, but Christy Nome, Christy Nome, that dime governor, she's gotten in trouble a couple times uh, over some Chamber of Commerce stuff, and there was some personal stuff I'm not going to get into, but she's gotten in trouble for a a couple things. And every time I've seen her get in trouble recently, you know what she's done? This is so typical as a woman trying to make it. Of course, they're going to tear me down as a woman. Ugh. Are there people out there who that appeals to? Because I consider that to be the most revolting stuff in the world. Our own side loves doing it, too. I hate it. Look, as a black man, as a woman, uh, I'm a gay person, and you can't. Whoa, 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 whoa. You got the wrong person here, Jack. Don't look for your shield to protect you from me, ever. Not ever. I, I've watched the communists do this endlessly, and I will never abide by my own side doing it either. We brought it up. That's why they bring roll out that that kid Greta Thunberg, the the kid with a uh, Asperger's or something, autism. I don't. I'm sorry, I don't want to mislabel. I gen- generally don't want to mislabel, but she's got she's got some some things that she's got to work through. No big deal. But they roll her out. To, to preach for all this stupid climate change stuff. And then they, they roll her out specifically so if anyone attacks her, they go, that's a 16-year-old with autism. You can't. No, 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 no. Then get her back home. They did it with the cons. I, we brought this up before. The Gold Star Parents, they're hardcore Democrats, and they get up and speak at the Democrat convention, and they're just savaging Trump and the Republican Party. And then at the minute anyone says something, whoa, those are Gold Star Parents. Okay, where are your gold star? That ain't protecting you from me. I don't know what you think this is, but your shields don't work with me, Jack. I know exactly what your game is. I know why you do it, and it will never work with me, and I hate when our own side does it. I absolutely despise it. But I shouldn't just say our own side. This has become something the country loves. The country has just fallen in love with victimhood. This person's a victim or that person's a victim. You know where I really see this the most? Where I see this more than anything is my history stuff I geek out on. My uh, uh, podcasts I listen to or documentaries I watch or books I read. You'll have a genuine history book and the entire thing is white guilt, especially if you ever deal with uh, something that has to do with the Indian tribes. All the explorers are these evil profiteers genocidal maniacs and there they are with the with the lovely and perfect and peaceful indians who didn't even believe in wealth or land they just wanted to smoke the peace pipe with each other and it it, it, honestly i'm not over exaggerating everything is painted as this this evil white man oppressor and the poor innocent victim we based our whole nation on it and i don't know when that happened i don't feel like that's how i grew up do you did the world pass me by and I missed it or something? All right, it's Medal of Honor Monday, and your phone calls next. Don't forget the phone number 877-377-4373. three seven three eight seven seven three seven seven four three seven three. It's been a spicy show tonight. I love shows like this, but look, that's what we got. That's what we are now. We're Victim Country now. eight seven seven three seven seven four three seven three the Jesse Kelly show and it, it is time. It is time. Don't worry. I'm going to get to the Kristen cinema getting harassed in the bathroom thing here in just a second. Like I said, I got a little different take on that than everyone else. And we got BK of the famed world news with BK coming up about 30 minutes from now. Remember former Air Force PJ. He's got a lot to say about a lot. Uh, what is China doing in Taiwan? Well, I think they're about ready to take it back, but still it is time the only good thing we do all week on this show, it's Medal of Honor Monday time. And remember, I'm not a good person. I'm a bad person. But we read a Medal of Honor citation every single Monday. We do this for a reason. One, these men and their deeds deserve to be remembered. It is not enough. It is not enough to know that all the citations are out there. We do that. You know, I do that. Oh, that's cool. They're all online. Okay, did you read them? Did you read them to your kids? Do people know about them yet? They must be read. They must be remembered. And we as a culture, we just talked about what we incentivize in this country and all that victimhood garbage. Shouldn't this be the stuff we incentivize? And I'll tell you, I just uh, somebody hit me up on social media about this. I think it was social media. No, no, it was an email. Somebody emailed in, I think. Somebody emailed in. Yes, we said it on Friday. Somebody emailed in. And said, hey, I'm a school teacher at a a private Catholic school. She started doing this as an assignment for her students. And they make drawings with them and stuff like that. And the students love it. Hey, teachers out there, might be something to think about. Don't worry about giving me credit. I I didn't do the deeds. Just go. Go and push these guys, all right? This guy is Emil Kapon, or M.O. Kapon, I don't know how to say his name. He's a captain from, this is from the Korean War. This took place on November 1st, 1950. U.S. Army, by the way. For conspicuous gallantry and intrepidity at the risk of his life, above and beyond the call of duty, while serving with the 3rd Battalion, 8th Cavalry Regiment, 1st Cavalry Division during combat operations against an armed enemy at Unsan, Korea, from November 1st to the 2nd, 1950. On November 1st, as Chinese communist forces viciously attacked friendly elements, Chaplain Capon calmly walked through the withering enemy fire in order to provide comfort and medical aid to his comrades and rescue friendly wounded from no man's land. Though the Americans successfully repelled the assault, they found themselves surrounded by the enemy. Facing annihilation, the able-bodied men were ordered to evacuate however chaplain Kapon, fully aware of his certain capture elected to stay behind with the wounded after the enemy succeeded in breaking through the defense in the early morning hours of november 2nd chaplain capon continually made rounds as hand-to-hand combat ensued as chinese communist forces approached the american position chaplain capon noticed an injured chinese officer among the wounded and convinced him to negotiate the safe surrender of the American forces. Shortly after his ca- capture, Chaplain Kapon, with complete disregard for his personal safety and unwavering resolve, bravely pushed aside an enemy soldier preparing to execute Sergeant First Class Herbert A. Miller. Not only did Chaplain Kapon's gallantry save the life of Sergeant Miller, but also his unparalleled courage and leadership inspired all those present, including those who might otherwise have fled in panic to remain and fight the enemy until captured. Chaplain Capon's extraordinary heroism and selflessness above and beyond the call of duty are in keeping with the highest traditions of military service and reflect great credit upon himself, the 3rd Battalion, 8th Cavalry Regiment, and 1st Cavalry Division, and the United States Army. That is pretty stinking cool. That's pretty stinking cool right there. All right. Now, in case, well, you know what? Let me grab a phone call or two because I've been promising. I'm hesitant, but I've been promising uh, 877-377-4373. No highs. No how are yous. When I say your name, get to the point quickly. Phil in Colorado, go.
8: Jerry, steal many guns. (laughs) I have a question regarding metals and investments. Go. So, Uh, inflation's coming, things are going, um, when the dollar is worthless, do I want to be invested in gold and silver or do I want to be invested in guns and ammo?
4: Both is your answer. Uh, And let me, let me explain something. Now, obviously we're talking about some horrible dystopian nightmare where it's the whole thing is collapsing and, and you know, we're, we're living in Mad Max times. Let's just, let's just say it's Mad Max times. All right. What are you going to be faced with then? Do you have the ability to feed yourself and your family? Do you have the ability to protect yourself and your family and what you have? Because in any extreme situation, you don't have to live in a Mad Max movie to know this. In any extreme situation, people will eventually turn so violently selfish, it's hard to live in those places. Uh, we like to talk about, and we should talk about often, like we just did Medal of Honor Monday, honoring somebody who did something great when it's really, really bad out there. The truth is, though, uh, the gulags, people wrote about it all the time, about the gulags, the horrible gulags and the conditions there. It gets to a point where the conditions are so bad, they pretty much aren't good people anymore. Everyone's just doing whatever they can to everyone else to try to survive, like real ugly situations like that. That's a long way of saying this. You had better have ammo now. Now, I disagree with some of my gun friends on this. And it's not that I judge how you spend your money. But this is what I see from a lot of people who love weapons. I love weapons. I see 200 weapons and not very much ammunition. Now, you get as many weapons as you want. Look, get them all for all I care. We're going to need your ammo stockpile or weapon stockpile at some point in time. Guess how many of those you can carry at once? Two. Maybe. If we're being generous, two long guns, and you really don't want two long guns, you're not going to want to take up that room. One long gun and a sidearm. So why do you have 8,000 weapons and not hardly any ammunition? I mean, let's, let's say you're a dude out there, and you got six, seven, eight hundred bucks, 1,000 bucks, and you want to buy a new gun. Spend it on ammo. I know the ammo's not sexy. I know it's not. It just sits there, right? I can't even play with it. It's just sitting there. It's what you're going to want. You're going to want ammo. You're going to want to be proficient with one, two, or three weapons instead of dog meat with 50 weapons. Because guess what? If the other guy's proficient with his, then your 50 weapons just became his once he shoots you in the face. Clear? I just wanted to get that out of the way. But you also... You always need valuables like precious metals, like gold and silver and stuff like that. That's why I tell you about Oxford Gold Group all the time because that stuff, it just always has value, no matter what. It doesn't matter if the nation ended tomorrow. It's not going to end tomorrow. I'm not trying to freak you out. But if the nation ended tomorrow, it would have value because it's not subject to the whims of politicians or this country or the federal government. It's just always had value, so it always will. All right, one more real quick. Jay and Brooklyn, go.
9: You're you're right on the money with George Floyd. Here's the thing. You talk about the communist de Blasio. There's one man in New York City who could take George Biden's agenda and turn it on its backside. He would make a national uproar. He's for law and order. His name is Eric Adams. He takes the black lives degenerates. They've got video on them, put them behind bars. He'll make a national set the country in the right direction. He won't have to run for mayor. He can run for president at the one point.
4: Hear me out on something on Eric Adams, because we have a lot of New York listeners. Hear me out on something. I, I get it. I get it. And Eric Adams is about to be your mayor. And Lord knows he can't be worse than Bill de Blasio, and he has run on being kind of tough on crime. But here's the thing, here's here's the problem right now if you're in one of these places like New York City or like California, if you're in one of these deep blue places, here's the problem you're facing. Even if, let's say Eric Adams is exactly what you said, somebody's going to take on Black Lives Matter and be tough on crime and and do all these things. He can't do it alone. And if that's not the prevailing policy of the party around him, he won't do anything Anything, nothing, if he's surrounded by a bunch of pro criminal Marxist types, Eric Adams isn't going to accomplish a daggone thing. And look, is Eric Adams going to get in there and empower the New York Police Department again to actually solve crimes? I mean, is Gavin Newsom going to get in there and have a change of heart now that recall's over? I I don't know. When you don't have to worry about reelection, I don't know. The the, the part the problem for these old school Democrat types is the new school has all the juice now. The new school has all the power. All right, I've been talking about it the whole show. We're finally gonna get to what happened with cinema and getting getting yelled at in the bathroom and now the airport and the airplane. All that's coming up in a second. But first, you know carnivore trading, right? These guys revolutionized how folks like us make money in the stock market. And look, I'm too busy. I don't have time, and I don't have the desire to research stocks and charts. I'm not doing that. Just tell me which stocks to buy and why. That's what carnivore trading does. That's what they give me. It's an elite group of brilliant Wall Street traders. And what they did was they take their knowledge and they give it to us. The Carnivore members receive real-time text alerts of the explosive trades Carnivore has identified already. You can make the trade through the discount broker or just pass on it. It's where regular people with no stock trading experience can learn how to crush it in their spare time. And now Carnivore invites you to see their explosive real-time trades free for two weeks. But you got to go to GetOurTrades.com and use the promo code JESSE. Get promo code JESSE. See website for terms and conditions. Past performance, not a guarantee of future
6: earnings. The Jesse Kelly Show. On air and online at jessekellyshow.com.
4: It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Monday. Got BK coming up about 10 minutes from now. And before I forget, if you miss any part of the show, You can catch the whole thing podcasted podcasted on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. On iTunes, leave a five-star rating. Leave a review talking about how handsome I am. That part is really, really, really important. Also, email the show. All your emails go right to Chris. He prints them all out for me. I read every one of them. Jesse at jessikellyshow.com. But pay attention here. Obviously, your love, your hate, your death threats, all those are always welcome. I need you to get your Ask Dr. Jesse questions in before Friday of this week. Before Friday of this week. Don't worry. I'm going to be here doing a new show for you on Friday. I don't have time to explain at the moment. I will explain as soon as I can. Email me your Ask Dr. Jesse questions in now, tomorrow, Wednesday, Thursday. Don't wait till Friday, all right? Now. The hot news off the presses today is not all the debt and all the everything else we've been talking about. I just talked about it because that's what I like. The hot news is this. Democrat Senator Cinema is from Arizona. Uh, there's another Democrat Senator, Manchin. He's from West Virginia. Those are the two considered to be more moderate Democrat senators. Now, they're not that moderate. Cinema has like a 90% rating for the communists. It's not like she's some moderate They don't want to pass this gigantic $3.5 trillion spending bill. Now, they don't want to pass it because these are the two senators who are going to lose re-election probably if they pass it. They are both – from well, Manchin's from flat out a red state. I mean, West Virginia is red. It used to be blue, and then that idiot Barack Obama got in and destroyed the coal industry and lost West Virginia for Democrats forever. So it's blood red now. Blood red now. Cinema on the other hand, is from a purple state. Could go either way. Arizona's really up in the air. Both sides try to say we've got it for our own. That's a long way of saying it's up in the air. Now, where am I going with all this? In case you haven't seen, Cinema apparently teaches part-time at Arizona State University. Now, she, she claims, I'm only going off what she claims and what I saw in the video. She claims these students broke rules to get in, which I'm sure they did. There are because we are a broken, rotted nation with virtually no chance to survive long term, our illegal immigrants not only remain here in this country, they form public groups and announce their illegal immigrants. A group of these illegal immigrants not only have a public group announcing their illegal immigrants, they then got into this place where they're not supposed to be, and they followed cinema into the bathroom. And because I can't this is radio, I can't show it to you, just know. I'm only going to play you about 10, 15 seconds of it because you got to see the video. Th- this is, this, this what you're hearing now is this activist yelling at cinema after she's not only in the bathroom in college, but has gone into the stall and closed the door.
7: We need solutions to
5: build that better plan. Need has the solutions that we need. We knocked on doors for you to get you elected. And just how we got you elected, we can get you out of office if you don't support what you promised us.
9: We need 7 million
1: citizenship for 7 million. We need the bell,
4: bell-, bell-, bell right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, okay. First of all, I have a couple different points of view on this that are a little different from everyone else's. One, I remember before I was married with kids... And I used to be able to go into the bathroom and just enjoy just just some relaxing privacy for 10 minutes at a time. And now I am 100% convinced that if I was to turn this microphone off right now mid-show and not tell anybody, and I were to drive right up to the big airport we have here in Houston, and I was to catch a one-way flight to New Zealand... And I was to go get a hotel in New Zealand. I'm paying cash, so I can't even be credited with – they can't track me with my credit cards. And I was to walk into my hotel room in New Zealand 9,000 hours from now or however long it takes to get there and walk in and sit down on the john that I'd be on the toilet for 30 seconds and I'd hear, Where's your father? Jesse? Jesse? Or it'd be one of the kids say, Dad, are you in there? Hey, Dad, guess what happened at school today? So that's just that's just one part of it. Man, there is no peace on the bathroom anymore. That's one, two. Why should I care? Everybody on the right is all up in arms about this today. I can't believe they're doing this. How could they harass her? Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Dr. Frankenstein. You don't like the monster? You heard, play, look, play that illegal again. You heard what that illegal said. You heard what she said to cinema. 100% true. We worked for you.
7: We need solutions to build that better plan. We have the
5: solutions that we need. We knocked on doors for you to get you elected. And just how we got you elected, we can get you out of office if you don't support what you promised us. We need 7 million senators.
4: And they did. Democrats have been using the various communist street groups in this country for decades selling their grievance politics. Oh, you poor legal immigrants, knock on doors for me. Oh, you poor gay people, knock on doors for me. Oh, black people, you're so oppressed, knock on doors for me. Women, oh my word, you're oppressed in this country, knock on doors for me. Oh, climate change nutters, knock on doors for me. Work for me. Go work the polls. Get me elected. You expect me now to care when one of them turns on a Democrat when they step out of line? Uh, look, they, they pulled a kayak up to Joe Manchin. Apparently he lives on a houseboat, which would be sweet, by the way. Apparently he lives on a houseboat in D.C. and these losers pulled up on kayaks out in front of his boat were screaming at him. I don't care. I don't care. Enjoy your monster. What did you What did you think these people were? You sold grievance politics to a bunch of violent, vile, street communist losers so you could gain political power in this country. And it has gained you a lot of political power. They are always there for you. They're always there to shame your political opponents. They're there to work for you. They're there to do all these things. So I'm sorry if you have a moment and you can't go take the Browns to the Super Bowl in peace. I don't care. Don't ask me to care ever. I don't care. Enjoy your street, communist Democrats. In fact, as this country continues to descend into the abyss, it's one of the things I'm looking most forward to is these communists starting to eat each other. It's going to be glorious. We'll talk to BK about that next. Hang on. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Turn that off. What is that? That is awful. Is that, what is, who is that? Cardi B? We don't play Cardi B on this show. Did BK request that? Oh, gosh. Jo- joining me now. <sighs> host of World News with BK, former Air Force PJ BK. BK, what? Cardi B, what is wrong with you? Jesse, you are old
8: and out of touch. (laughs) I know what the kids are listening to these days. You know nothing. This is what it's about. It's the WAP. I know it's a family show, but I guarantee you, listeners, your kids are all listening to Cardi B right now.
4: Okay. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, because we are pretty much the same age. Were there female rappers back in the day? Were there that many? I don't even remember that being a thing.
8: Yeah, I'm I'm a few years older than you, I think. Um uh, I think yeah, there was I mean there was a few. It's more like girl groups though. You know, like TLC was out there. Oh, I remember uh,
4: TLC. My yeah, sister yeah. used to play that crap all the yeah, time. Yeah, they were rocking it. Yeah. Okay. And
8: one of them like one of them went crazy and like burned down her husband's mansion or something like that. Well, yeah, something like that. Yeah,
4: BK know. they're women, of course. <laughs> anyway. oh,
8: salt no, no, Salt and pepper. That was Salt and pepper. Fact check myself.
4: Okay. BK, uh, so a quick question. Uh, is China about to take over Taiwan? The, the latest report I saw was 52 warplanes, Chinese warplanes, have violated Taiwan's airspace. Explain what that even means to people who don't understand.
8: Well, it's uh, th- that is a, a record, by the way. I'm just like scanning over the story as we're talking about it, Jesse. And yeah, they did say the 52 Chinese warplanes. Uh, was a new record and, the, and they beat it handily because the old one was like 39 of them. So what are they going to do? I don't know. The, the Taiwan, Taiwan has an air force. Uh, they could, I don't know if they're going to get up and start dogfighting or what, but it does say here the incursion does not actually violate Taiwan's sovereign airspace. So it's, it's a little bit complicated because the U.S. has a certain airspace and then Taiwan has an airspace and it's a it's a little bit different, but they say they're going to defend their airspace. So, I mean, what are we going to do about it? I, I doubt why we probably won't do anything. So they're just going to keep doing this stuff.
4: Okay. Well, what should we do about it? BK, are they, what is Taiwan to us? Are they an ally? Are they under our protection? What is the official relationship there? And yes, I know Joe Biden's not going to get woken up if China right. invades. He's just going to sit there and give a press conference and it'll be over. What should we do then?
8: Well, it's, it's tough because those uh, Taiwan and, and China you know, have been governed uh, separately since that civil war. like, And that was like 70, 75 years ago. But Beijing still looks at Taiwan as a part of its territory. And that's even though the Coms never governed them. And there's a uh, 24 million people on Taiwan if, if people didn't know. And Chinese President Xi Jinping has said, he, no, he won't rule out military force to capture taiwan if he has to so um it's it's tough to say i don't really see us doing anything or maybe we'll just maybe we'll throw a few of our fighters around and just start patrolling i i'm not exactly sure what'll happen should we care um i mean i think there's a lot more to care about right now than the taiwanese airspace and i would number one on my list is this global supply chain meltdown that we're seeing and it's uh criminally underreported i mean they're talking about stupid stuff like the the stimulus bill and these esoteric uh, federal legislature battles, and it's like that—that's a lot mean, more meaningless to people who are looking at their energy prices increasing by thirty percent, their car prices increasing by double digits because of this massive supply chain meltdown. I just there's there's dozens and dozens of cargo ships, Jesse, out here in California that are like docked off the coast and they can't unload anything. Cause we have the virus r- rules in place. We've got a sh- labor shortage and then just all kinds of other disasters. So that is a huge deal. And I think we should be worried more about that than Taiwanese airspace. But that's B- just my opinion.
4: BK, most of us are not parked on the beautiful beaches of San Diego like you mm-hmm. are. Uh, what does that mean? It's just a, all, all I know is it's a bunch of pictures of ships in the water. What does it mean to me? I'm in Houston. What's it mean to the guy in Minneapolis? What, what does it mean to other people? Who cares? There's a bunch of ships in the water waiting.
8: Right. But what it means is everything becomes more expensive. So that's how it matters to you. If the supply chain breaks, then not only is everything more expensive, but you could start looking at just massive delays. It's already taken a massive delays. I mean, we're talking right now on cargo ships off the ports of LA and Long Beach, there's as many as half a million shipping containers waiting oh. to be offloaded. Yeah. Half a million. And that's and, and you know, you can fit a lot in one of those Shipping containers, and they did say also this is a record, by the way, at the ports for the number of ships they have onshore, and a record for the number of ships waiting to dock. And there's a there's a bunch of factors. It is that they're blaming the Delta variant, all that stuff. They're blaming a shortage of shipping containers. They're blaming a shortage of truck drivers. And I know that's a big deal out in your neck of the woods, Jesse. Because I saw they're like in Texas, they're trying to get guys to drive trucks for like twelve. Twelve thousand dollars a
4: week or something insane? It's nuts. Yeah, I just it's funny you brought that up. My my producer Chris just said right during the break that he's about to quit because he saw they're offering fourteen thousand dollars a week to truck things around, which sounds nice if you're Chris and you're chasing the money. It's not so nice when you're one of the people who realizes that's what's trucking your bread and everything else. You're right. And you're that's the one right. paying those costs.
8: Yeah, it's very, and, and people, hey, let's see if it works. Because people are saying, hey, if you want people to work, then raise your wages. Well, they're raising their wages. And not only Chris, I mean, shout out to him, because hell, I'm looking at those numbers and thinking <laughs> about doing that. I mean, why wouldn't you, you know? You know, and a big problem in trucking, is, funnily enough, Jesse, is the, they've always said for years they can't get enough truckers because they have to pass a drug test. And nobody can pass a drug test anymore. It's it's, uh, it's amazing.
4: Hold on, what, what really? Why? What are yes. people? Is it are we talking about the devil's lettuce here? Is everyone yes, on fentanyl? Yes. What is it?
8: Well, the number one is the devil's lettuce. But then, you know, once you get into trucking, now you're dealing with a lot of suspicious substances available at your like Arkansas truck stops. Remember, <laughs> they you know, like straight methamphetamine. They would just call it something different. Uh, You got the lot lizards running around there. Uh, Google that, kids, if you don't know what that is. Oh. Running around. And and it's a a risky place. But, hey, a trucker could do a lot of damage in a truck stop with 14K and burn it
4: all in his pocket. Speaking with BK, he's the host of the World News with BK Podcast, former Air Force PJ. BK, why should I care about cinema getting chased in the bathroom and chased in the airport? Democrats have openly courted these radical street groups for years. One of them turns on one of their own. I'm now supposed to care. I'm sorry, buddy. I don't.
8: Yeah, you know, it's it's it just seems like that's a, I think the big deal with that, and why so many people are yelling about it is because it's in the bathroom. Like that's supposed to be a place that's like off limits for like, you don't film somebody in the bathroom. Like that's just creepy and gross. Hell on the podcast every week, I'm doing a story about some, some 50 year old uh, volleyball coach who's placing cameras in the bathroom uh, in the locker room, gosh. stuff like that. And it goes on all the time, but it's gross, right? It's totally gross. So I think that's why people are making a big deal out of it. And, you know, what? it just sucks because I, I knew and I, I knew that what their their response right now, as I'm seeing on Twitter, well, you guys stormed the Capitol on January 6th. So now we can follow whoever we want into bathrooms and film. It's like that. So it's uh, every everybody's just losing their minds, Jesse. We can't like function like as normal adults anymore. It's all this theater. It's all this drama, filming, confrontations in your face stuff. It's
4: sick. Okay, BK, just real quickly, I have to bring this up real quick. The FBI, Merrick Garland just instructed the FBI to go after people who are, quote, intimidating or threatening school board members and teachers across the country. Clearly, federal government, Joe Biden, using the forces of government against his political opponents. How does this end in any other way but something really ugly, man? They're not backing off.
8: No, they aren't. And you know what? I'm fine with going to the school board meeting and yelling at the officials and all that. But, you know, it's it's just apparently if you believe the media and you believe the reports, they're talking about like, you know, smashed windows, physical confrontation, stuff like that. You know, okay, you know, you're not allowed to do that. We have certain laws against that. But uh, where does it end? I don't know. I will say, though. Uh, I wouldn't be too worried if they're asking the FBI to step in. Remember, these are the uh, these are the winners who where they sent thirteen agents to investigate the rope pull at the NASCAR <laughs> racetrack. track, and, and you know, and, and, uh, and these and these and these bumbler's who couldn't find like a, a needle if it was sticking them in the forehead. Oh, so gosh. I wouldn't I wouldn't worry about it too much. I think this is just theater. They want to scare off people from showing up at these meetings and screaming at them. Otherwise, you know, you're some kind of terrorist stuff yep.
4: like that. BK, thank you so much. Go listen to his podcast, World News with BK. Thank you, my brother. Thanks, brother. All right. I'm going to get to uh, Will You Marry Me? Got somebody killed. And your phone calls eight seven seven three seven seven four three seven three. 4373 But first, uh-oh, looks like our secret is out. Hundreds of thousands of people have now said goodbye to their overpriced plans. You know, Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile, and they switched To Pure Talk. And why switch to Pure Talk? I don't know. One, it's on the same network as one of the big guys. Two, the average family saves over $800 a year. Chris is switching now. I was telling him about it. And it couldn't be easier to switch. You keep your phone or get a new phone. You keep your number. And they... Oh, man, the plans they have. Listen to to these. These are real testimonials from people. I'm most pleased with the service, the ease of transition to a new provider, and the cost... We are saving money and getting better service, and I I have dozens of these I could read for you right now. Listen, Pure Talk has a 30-day risk-free guarantee, so you literally have nothing to lose. From your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly, and you'll save 50% off your first month. That's pound 250, say Jesse Kelly.
6: Is he smarter than everyone? Who knows? Does he think so? Yeah. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. And look, we were
4: talking about Biden and cinema and all these other things. Look, hear me out. Cinema got harassed in the bathroom. Joe Biden stepped up to the microphone. He was asked about it. Joe Biden ain't worried about it. Senator
8: Sinema last night was chased into a restroom. Do you think that those tactics are crossing a line?
5: I don't think they're appropriate tactics, but it happens to everybody. From the, <laughs> the only people it doesn't happen to are people who have secret service standing around them. Um, okay. So uh, it's, it's, it's part of the process.
4: He's not wrong either. It's a contact sport. The right is defending. Cinema right now because cinema right now is on our side with this spending bill. Cinema's a Democrat. The Democrats have courted these nutball street groups forever. Don't ask me now to speak up for cinema. Don't ask me to speak up for Mansion. I have been warning as long as I've had any kind of a platform at all. I have been screaming from the rooftops. Back off. Back off. You all are taking this too far. This is too violent. It's too radical. And now people don't even understand because it's happened so fast how normalized totally insane things are now we have we have the speaker of the house and everybody else calling republicans white supremacists and Nazis that talk even 15 minutes ago was so out of line and now people use those those words all the time oh, a bunch of white supremacists as Nazis and Nazis and white supra- uh it's a big deal to accuse somebody of being a Nazi. That's, that's kind of a big thing, and now it's just something you do. So don't ask me now when you've taken it, you've taken everything to the max. Everything's got turned up to a 1,000, right? The volume's through the roof on everything. Now, because that monster comes and nips at your heels when you're trying to take a dump, I'm supposed to care? I'm sorry. I don't care. I don't care at all. I've been telling you where this road goes. And guess what? It's not done now. There's something new that just popped. You didn't hear about this because it just popped. Merrick Garland. He's the attorney general, Merrick Garland. Guess what he just did? He has instructed the FBI to mobilize against parents who oppose critical race theory in public schools citing, quote, threats. You just heard BK bring it up. So allow me to get to the details. There's a whole couple paragraphs. I'm not uh, going to read them all, but I will read you this little gem. You've got to love this. Remember, this is the Attorney General. While spirited debate about policy matters is protected under the Constitution, that protection does not extend to threats of violence or efforts to intimidate individuals based on their views. Okay, so threats of violence is pretty simple, right? I'm going to hit you if you do this. Okay, that's a threat of violence. But somebody elaborate for me what you think he means by efforts to intimidate individuals based on their views. What do you think the communists would think is you trying to intimidate a school board? Do you think the communists would consider gathering at a school board and shouting at the school board members in effort to intimidate? I think they would, and it's your legal right to do so. You see what I'm saying? How am I supposed to care about some senator getting barked at in the bathroom when this thing only goes downhill from here and it's all their fault? And because the right... Because the right is starting to wake up and realize, "Uh uh-oh, I've got to develop some teeth. And they're starting to get more in your face and more in your face and more in your face. Well, the communists aren't going to wake up and say, oh, okay, well, they're upset now. Let's back away. They're going to use all that power they have, which is the federal government power. And as you see here, they're going to use the FBI. They're going to crank it up on their end, which will result in an escalation on our end. And now you understand why I've been calling for a national divorce. Now you understand it, because it only gets worse from here. Only worse from here. Dan and Boston, go boss.
9: Hey, Jesse, I think it's hilarious that uh, Joe, as he's talking about the debt, misses the point that he, you know, and maybe he doesn't remember this, but he and Obama took it from $10 trillion Twenty trillion, mm-hmm. and he's on way to spend more than Trump did in four years in his first year. Especially if his bills get, get passed. But more importantly, you know what the biggest uh, threat is? Is the market is levered now over 200 times. The best story of last year was those kids short, sell- short selling GameStop because they all the mm-hmm. big boys on Wall Street shorted it, but they had it. They were shorting way more than the float outstanding. And you should never watch what someone says. Watch what they do. Those traders had fear in their eyes. Yes, they did. Because all of those hedge funds are leveraged. And once one domino drops, they all drop. And they can't cover while they're shorts. Then they got to sell something else that they can't cover. The next market crash is going to blow everything up. You'll never see the likes of it ever again.
4: Appreciate you, Dan. Where is he wrong? All right. Now, I'm going to get to these media people sniping at their rivals is so common and so odd to me. I'll get to that in just a moment. We're going to make fun of CNN, but first I saw this little, well, I don't want to say gem. It's tragic. Plane towing, will you marry me banner crashes in Montreal, killing one. The nearly 50-year-old plane, a 1974 Cessna 172, uh, crashed in Montreal's Parc d'Yepi. It's French. I don't know. I only speak American. Uh, around 6 p.m. on Saturday. The pilot's been identified as, uh, well, I, I, wanna, I don't want to disrespect him by reading his name out there, but the deceased passenger uh, has not yet been identified. Now, I don't want to talk about the death because that's a little bit ugly, but aren't you taking some chances with the Will You Marry Me banner anyway? Let's have a conversation about these public proposals, and then we'll make fun of CNN. Next.
1: The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe.
7: Mexico will likely have its first female president.
4: And then you have China.
3: Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Gosh, final hour already. Dang it, I have a bunch of stuff I want to get to. I'll get to the media people sniping at each other. In fact, people sniping at each other in general and why it's boring here in a second. But first... I did want to play this. I'll, I'll get to the public marriage proposals thing too, but I did want to play this for you real quick. This is the press secretary, Jen Psaki, and let me explain to you once I play this why this is so brilliant.
5: Title 42 is a public health uh, is a public health requirement. A public he- because we're in the middle of a pandemic. Which, by the way, we would have made progress on had the former president actually addressed the pandemic and not suggested people inject bleach. So I think we're in a bit of a different place. Uh, I'm happy to, to discuss more examples. I, I think it's people be pretty hard-pressed to argue that the president has taken any aspect of the former president's playbook and used it as a model of his own.
4: Why is that brilliant? This is what the, the American communist does, and the right is way too weak. I'm going to get to the marriage proposals here. I'm distracted really quickly. The right is way too weak to ever take this on. The American communist is so good at taking an outright lie. Wait, I mean outright lie that, that Trump told people to inject themselves with bleach. They'll take an outright lie. Uh, uh, Trump called Nazis and white supremacists, very fine people at Charlottesville. The communist will take that lie and he will run with it. And then the right will say, well, that's not true. But well, the communists will keep going. And the right will say, that's not true, and the communists will keep going, and he'll double down, and he'll triple down, and he'll never let the lie go. Well, if you continue to repeat the lie over and over and over and over again, you cement that lie in the minds of half the population. Half the United States of America believes today that Donald Trump, that Donald Trump, That he called Nazis and white supremacists very fine people. And keep in mind, when Donald Trump used that speech, when he gave that speech, it's on camera. We have the audio that that's not what he said. Half the country believes it. That goes right back to my sky is green theory. In a system this completely broken and rotted and infested with communists, there is nothing, nothing you couldn't make people believe. Back to this plane. The plane was towing a Will You Marry Me banner. It crashed. It killed somebody. It's sad. I don't understand the public proposal. What if she says no? I I mean, and I understand. Listen, listen. I understand when you're young and in love you don't think that anything can derail that? I get all that. I, I get it. And I'm not I'm not putting you down. Maybe you're maybe you're young and in love right now. Maybe you're 20 years old and staring into her eyes as you listen to the Jesse Kelly show, which actually would be weird. I'm sorry I brought that up. But maybe you are. Um, she might say no. What if she says no? I think about this at the the guys at the games. You know, these have been in video before, where they put the at a basketball game or or something like that. They'll put the couple up on the jumbotron, and he gets up beside her and kneels, and she says, "No, okay, you have signed yourself up for the worst public embarrassment you will ever feel in your lifetime." I mean, most people are intimidated to speak in public. That's just human nature. They're intimidated to speak in public. Imagine, imagine getting up to speak in public and pooping your pants. That's essentially what it's like when you ask a woman to marry you publicly, bro. You gotta keep that stuff quiet. You gotta, you gotta give yourself some outs, and then at least you can lie to your buddies. And you'll be like, "Ah, she said I was too good for her," or something like that. It's something, right? Something. Give yourself an out, man. All right. Now. <sighs> We've been having some hard conversations tonight. Here's another one. Dr. Fauci. Dr. Fauci loves coronavirus. It's the greatest thing that ever happened to him, and never forget that. But you
9: are a member of society. And as a member of society, reaping all the benefits of being a member of society, you have a responsibility to society. And I think each of us, particularly in the context of a pandemic that's killing millions of people, you have got to look at it and say, there comes a time when you do have to give up what you consider your individual right of making your own decision for the greater good of society.
4: Greater good? I'm a member of society, greater good of society. I have to give up my individual freedom. Is that, is that, I almost swore, but that's what he said. In what universe, in what universe did we give this loser the keys to our economy, the keys to our society? Can somebody please explain that to me? And I understand nobody wants to do that, right? Cause that takes us back to the Trump era. How did this loser get in charge of this country? And again, half this country worships the guys. There's Fauci dolls, like for kids to play with out there now. There's Fauci t-shirts and bumper stickers. He's got got a documentary coming. I think it's Disney Plus is putting out some fluff piece. It's kind of long. Listen to this crap. When I
0: think about my dad growing up, I certainly think about that seriousness. But very few people get to see (laughs) he's funny, weird, and really playful.
9: God help us. In 1981, HIV-AIDS was evolving rapidly and frighteningly. There was anger at the government's response.
4: When you got sick, you
6: were gone fast. It's
4: affecting you now.
6: Yeah. Why? Post-traumatic stress syndrome.
5: When COVID hit, he became
4: this target.
0: My dad said, we're going to get through this whole thing. And he's held
4: back. You don't do it because you want to Okay, okay, okay. okay, okay. That, that, that's all I can take. More. that That's all I can In And the music in the background. This guy is responsible for more death and destruction out there than a lot of people could even imagine in their lifetimes. And what's he get? Puff pieces. Gosh. All right, let's get to some emails. Remember, you can email the show, jesse at jessekellyshow.com, jesse at com. Your love, your hate, your death threats, all's welcome. Get your Ask Dr. Jesse questions in early this week. They don't get lost when they get in early. They get set aside. I'll explain as soon as I can, and don't worry, you're going to have a fresh Ask Dr. Jesse show on Friday. That's not what it's for. This one said, Dear Philistine of garlic bread, hamburger buns? Really? Your community college did you no know favors. Okay, let's let's pause here for a moment. One, I'm not going to be lectured about my white trash food choices by anybody. Garlic bread on hamburger buns is the best garlic bread out there. Everyone knows it. Even my kids know it. You can deny it all you want. Get your fancy French bread and whatnot. I'll be over here going ham on some hamburger buns. I actually didn't mean for that to, never mind. Anyway, moving on. You mentioned, you mentioned recently about the Navy having a hard time. A couple years ago, seemed our naval vessels kept running into things. You remember? What was causing all that? So that I can feel free to use his or her name. I'm not going to, though. Now, it's funny you brought that up. And what, what, what they're talking about is this. The Navy was having a hard hard time running into a lot of things. And when I'm hard on the Navy, when I've been hard on the Navy, what I've been yelling about is I use it as an example of how far away from actually having a real conversation we are in this country because women should not be on naval vessels. They should not be on deployed naval vessels. And this is something that is universally known within the Navy. I mean, everybody knows it. The women know it. You can't put, you can't put a 1,000 dudes and 50 women aged 18 to 20 on a big boat For six months. That's insane. That's denying basic biology. It's eventually going to turn into the love boat. Then it's going to turn into drama. Then they're worried about a million things that aren't, that don't have anything to do with killing the enemy, with keeping your ship afloat, putting out fires, staying on target, keeping watch. The reason I elevated my voice there is he brought up those ships running into each other I'm not going to give you the name of the ship because this was given to me in secret. I'm not going to specify the incident, although you could probably figure it out. One of those incidents, naval ship, weird collision. Well, it looked like it was the Navy's fault. How did that happen? You want to know how it happened? That portion of the watch was supposed to be a female that night. You know why she wasn't on the watch? Got in a big fight with her boyfriend on the ship, decided she was going to show him and everyone else, and she wasn't going to watch that night. U.S. naval ship gets embarrassed internationally. But we're so far away from having a real conversation about anything in this country, not a single elected Republican in the United States of America will even bring up what I just said to you, and everyone knows it's true. How wild is that? All right, we're not done. Media people sniping at each other and stuff. But first, we were talking earlier in the show about precious metals, why it's important. Let me reiterate again to you. Call Oxford Gold Group today and have them deliver real gold to your doorstep. You need to have Oxford Gold Group deliver you real gold. It's the one thing out there that will have value no matter what. If the economy keeps going well, it'll have value. If the economy goes in the toilet, it'll have value. If this place turns into Mad Max, it will have value because gold always has had value. They will put real physical gold in your hands. Call them today. Tell them Jesse told you to call. They'll take extra care of you. 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. Call Oxford Gold Group and have some real value the government can't take away. 833-995-GOLD. Tell them Jesse
6: told you to call. Jesse Kelly.
4: It is the Jesse Kelly Show. What is that? I didn't mind. I didn't mind it. There's no judgment here. What is that? Oh, Ste- oh, man, I'm going to catch a lot of heat for not knowing Steely, Dan. Don't write your emails now. J- Jesse at jessiekellyshow.com. That sucks. That sucks. All right, 877-377-4373. I'll take some calls in a minute. I saw this. Stelter, that's Brian Stelter of CNN, decries Fox News celebrating 25 years. Quote, you'll probably hear a lot about Fox News this week. The network is turning 25 and running lots of commercials celebrating its birthday, but you won't hear any honest assessment of Fox on Fox, how the network has changed America. Okay. Let's, let's be honest about this whole Fox news thing. Fox news brilliantly. I might add decided all the media is far left wing and they are, they're all nutball left wingers. And so around 1995, that's not exact, but I think it's pretty close. They started it and decided there's this huge vacuum out there for a news site. That's not a news site that leans right. And because for the longest time they were the only one, there's a bunch of them now. The one I'm on the first and OAN and Newsmax there's a bunch of them now, but for the longest time, they were the only one they got. All the ratings because everybody who didn't want left-wing garbage tuned into Fox News. This has driven the communists absolutely insane for two different reasons. One, just basic human jealousy. Just, just human jealousy. People hate. People get obsessed, especially in my business. I shouldn't say especially in my business. In all businesses, men are jealous of each other and compete with each other. Sometimes it's healthy. Sometimes it's not healthy. I I have this story one time. uh, One of my buddies told me in Houston, it's actually right here in Houston. There was a skyscraper and there was a competing business. They were going to build their own skyscraper and I'm not giving you any names or whatnot. And so when you're building a skyscraper, it's not like you just wake up one day and start throwing bricks in the ground, right? It's it's a big engineering project. You got to figure out how to build it, where to build it, all these things. So they, it's a long ordeal to engineer one of these things before you even start building it. Well, they spend all this money and they come up with a set of plans for this new skyscraper, and they bring it in to the boss, and he sits and looks at it and says it looks good. He says, "Well, how many how many floors is this?" And they tell him, and he said, "Well, how many floors is the other guy's his his competitor that have one in town?" The other guy's was several floors taller. I think it was three or four floors taller. He hands him the plans back and says, bring me back plans that have mine at least a floor taller than his. Don't think envy and competition and whatnot is limited to to any particular industry, especially dudes when it comes to professional success. We struggle with that. The same way women do with looks. You know women hate other beautiful women, especially insecure women. Men, men are the same way, only we do it about our careers because that's how men are judged. Women are judged more on their looks. Men are judged on their professional success. Therefore, that's how we compete with each other. So a lot of the Fox News hate is that. But I will say this. Another part of it is obviously the communist hates when, when any voice gets out there that isn't his. But, but I'll say this. Don't you find the media comp, uh, competitions with each other kind of boring? Uh, When they're direct competitors, I mean, everyone loves to make fun of CNN. That's just good fun. But when you'll have, you see this in radio all the time, one radio host, he'll, he'll be in the same time slot as another radio host. So they, they just start bickering about each other and bad mouthing each other. Do you enjoy that? I've always found that to be so boring. Not even look, I'm not taking a moral stance on it. As you know, I'm not a good human being, but I think it is the most boring thing in the world to sit and snipe at your direct competitor across the street. And I'll tell you something else, and I know this is probably way different than most people, I think the same thing about everybody on social media. People on social media, on uh, Facebook and Twitter, if you're on any of those things, they argue with each other publicly all the time. And I don't mean like one little insult. They'll just go back and forth all day long why? Who's that for? Is is that supposed to be informative, entertaining? I mean, who? Who is that for? All right. We've had we've had a sea of unpopular opinions tonight. Let's go ahead and have another one. Headline is this. Taliban to deploy suicide bo- bombers at the Afghan border. Okay? They've formed an exclusive suicide bomber unit that will be deployed around Afghanistan's borders, particularly in Badakistan province. Okay, the battalion is called some long name. I'm not going to try to read to you, according to Ahmadi, and will be deployed on the country's borders, so on and so forth. They're planning suicide strikes, so on and so forth. You know, it's easy for us to look at a group of suicide bombers and people who employ them and say something like, What a bunch of barbarians. Who are these losers? What kind of backwards idiots would do such a thing? And no, I I really hope nobody becomes a suicide bomber. But let me ask you something. Do you know what our latest immigration news is? Our latest immigration news is this. We won't even deport many criminal illegal aliens we have in this country we have a nation, we will import one to two million people illegally here this year. This year alone. We will deport virtually none of them. Yeah, they'll catch some multi-felon guy and deport him and then he'll just come right back, but we will deport pretty much none of them. Meaning a sovereign nation continues to allow the entire world to just routinely invade its borders and it is actually shunned upon it is frowned upon to arrest and deport an illegal immigrant we are as a nation we this is the place we're in we have an elected united states senator kristen cinema she's being publicly harassed on camera by an illegal immigrant and instead of having the cops storm in and throw handcuffs on that loser and throw her on a plane and drop her back off in mexico she is instead internet famous today. Won't have to buy a meal in forever. So, eight seven seven three seven seven four three seven three. How backward are the Taliban compared to us? They have suicide bombers to protect their borders. We won't even bother protecting ours. Are you sure they're the barbarians and we're the sophisticated ones? Hang on. It is the Jesse Kelly show. A couple segments left. Look, look, I'm just asking the question. I, I, I understand it's an uncomfortable question. The headline was the Taliban to deploy suicide bombers at, the, at their border. They have some suicide bomber battalion. It's got to be rough to find people to sign up for that. But still, have a suicide battalion. Okay, that's obviously pretty much terrible. No one wants that. We won't deport any illegal immigrants here. We have a wide open border where people flood into our country by the tens of thousands. And we won't deport any of them here. So, you can look down your nose at them, but do they seem interested in keeping their country or do we seem interested in keeping our country? You see what I mean? We, we have descended so far here. Look, I don't know what, I don't have a better way to say it. Half the right is involved in this too. Uh, Do you know the percentage of pundits and politicians on the right who would scream out in anguish, If a single family, illegal immigrant family was arrested and deported, they would act like it's the worst thing in the world or some kind of barbarism instead of standard practice for every country in the history of the world. You find people who entered your nation illegally, you arrest them, you deport them. In fact, that's like a really humane solution <laughs> historically that's a very humane solution if you did that here the pictures would be all over social media and every single pundit and politician on the right except for me and like four people would say this is an outrage this is this is not who we are you'd hear a lot of that it's not who we are okay then we're finished if we can't guard our borders we're finished all right justin in boston go brother Freedoms of the People's Republic of Taxachusetts.
8: Okay. Listen, what you were saying a little while ago about, about how people perceive words and everything, and about some people how some people think about the, the word racist and being called a racist. Is it just me? Because I've noticed this for a long time, but there's a lot of people, especially this younger generation, where they take words, especially that one, to an extreme. And you could run up to one of these people in public and scream, this person's a pedophile, he's a kitty diddler and they would be less offended about that than they would be if you said, hey, everybody, this guy right here, he's a racist." These people, the second you call them a racist, and I'm not sticking up for any actual racists, but these people, the second you call them a racist, they go absolutely berserk. They think that is the
10: ultimate end-all, be-all insult of all time.
4: He nailed this. He nailed, He nailed this. He absolutely nailed it. Think how broken we are. And look, maybe maybe, maybe they've gotten to you too because the American media is powerful and movies are powerful and our education system is powerful. I want you to think about this, what he just said, because he made a great point. That's why I wanted him on. Do you think racist is the worst thing you can be? Because a huge percentage of this population does. Now, obviously, you shouldn't be a racist, there are a lot worse things you can be than somebody who looks down on someone for their skin color or religion or whatever the case may be. A lot of worse things you can be. But in this country, in this country, that's the one thing that if you, if you get you don't even have to be credibly accused of it. If there's even a loud enough accusation of it, your life is over. That 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 uh, uh, meme you sh- you shared with your college buddies five years ago, maybe a little insensitive about this or that, that comes out. Say goodbye to your job, pal. Sorry, the employer can't risk that heat. You will probably have to pull your kids out of school. They were yelling at me at school. You might have to move. This is how this is how sick and twisted we are. And he's not wrong. He's not wrong at all. All right. Let's go to uh, Johan in Tampa. Go. I love Tampa, by the way. Tampa's such a sick town. I got to get back to Tampa. One of the more underrated big cities in the country. Go, Johan. Johan should have been on the ball. All right. Now. Chinese nuclear weapons arsenal is growing fast. Uh-oh. <laughs> That's not that doesn't seem good. After a summer of extraordinarily bad news on the exponential growth of China's strategic nuclear forces, recent public statements by U.S. government officials indicate Beijing isn't in, is in only building out its nuclear force, but also diversifying it by considering new non-traditional weapons. Now, I need to clarify this when it comes to nuclear stuff. I'm not going to take forever on it. No one really cares about nuclear weapons. But there are, there are different kinds of nuclear weapons that have different uses. Now, they have gigantic ones now. I mean, they have nuclear weapons that can wipe out the world 10,000 times over. That's probably light, actually. They have nuclear weapons that are really, really, really bad. But they also have, they, they continue to develop <laughs> tactical nuclear weapons. Tactical nuclear weapons. Now, what does that mean? Well, they have not only nuclear-tipped missiles they can shoot from a submarine, they have nuclear-tipped things. And this is old days. Uh, They have way more advanced stuff than this now. But they have nuclear-tipped torpedoes. And just a torpedo you would shoot at an aircraft carrier. Why? Well, you only got to hit it once. Uh, You hit that thing once and it's gone. They, uh, they're always trying to find ways not to actually make them bigger, although I'm sure they're probably doing that too. They're trying to find two different things. One, new ways of deploying them. Can we drop it from outer space? Can we, they're looking at new ways to deploy them. And two, kind of counterintuitive, they're looking at new ways to make them smaller. Smaller. They want to be able to carry one around in a suitcase. How's How about that for Freaky? But I don't really see what the big deal is that much. I mean, there are worse ways to go. I've always said this. There are worse ways to go. Now, granted, you want to be towards the center of the whole blast. I really don't want the whole Hiroshima, Nagasaki, skin melting off my body, instant dehydration type thing. But... If you're at the center of the blast, aren't you getting up to like a million degrees in half a second? You're not feeling a thing. One minute you're there, the, se- the next second you're the bottom of an ashtray. Eh, it can't be that bad. Shogun Swami of the airwaves. Being from Texas, I hate to say it, but the barrage of calls you received last week from Northeastern women followed all the show rules and really brought their points in an entertaining way. Come on, South. Get with the program. Now, what's he talking about? Everybody knows who listens to the show. I'm strict on the rules. No, hi. No, how are you? No, this. No, that. Get to your point. Get to it right away. Bring it. And he's right. The people from the Northeast, uh, he's talking about the women, but in general, people from the Northeast are better at this than people from the South. And this is one of those interesting things that makes the country different. And I love it because I love... So much of it, I've lived everywhere, and here's the reality. I love living in the South. I love living in Texas, specifically because I love the manners. I love how people treat other people. It's not as if everyone's a saint here. That's a freaking lie, but there's just a lot better manners down here. In the North, they're a lot ruder. Boston, New York, Philly, all these places. But at the same time, I'm probably the biggest hypocrite in the world Because I get along with people from the Northeast really well, and when I'm dealing with people, I prefer to deal with that pace of conversation more than the Southern conversation. When I walk into a gas station, when I walk into a gas station, I want you, all right, two of this, two of that, all right, thank, bye. I don't want you talking about your kid's chicken pox for 10 minutes while everybody behind you in line is trying to check out. It makes the callers from the north better. They're ruder. No small talk. Rude comes natural, right to the point, and I dig that, but I still enjoy the south. I don't know. I love it all. I'm a mixed-up person. Now, if you've got a small business, you know there's nothing more valuable than your time. So why are you wasting it at the post office? Stamps.com makes it easy to mail and ship right from your computer. No special equipment required. When you're in office sending invoices, a side hustle Etsy shop, or a full-blown warehouse shipping out orders, Stamps.com makes makes your life easier no matter what you are. You'll even get exclusive discounts on postage from shipping from USPS and UPS Now. Remember, UPS Now, too. And their rate advisor tool lets you compare shipping rates across carriers. You always have the best option. Save time and money with Stamps.com. There's no risk, and when you go to Stamps.com and use the offer code JESSE, you get a four-week free trial plus free postage in a digital scale, no long-term commitments or contracts. Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top and enter the code JESSE. That's Stamps.com, promo code JESSE. Stamps.com, never go to the post office again. The Jesse Kelly
6: Show, on air and online at jessekellyshow.com
4: it is the jesse kelly show we are about to get to the headlines i didn't get to in just a moment but first i guess somebody has a solution about immigration johan go
10: yes i love your show i listen to it every night and i do have the answer to this uh cross the border crisis The answer is the Boy Scouts. You get 16- to 18-year-old Boy Scouts. You arm them with uh, 22 caliber pistols, 22 caliber rifles, their drones, and their pet dog. And you go down to the border with a whole busload from each of the churches all around America. You volunteer them for about three months apiece. They'll have a ball down there. Nobody's going to cross the border with the Boy Scouts protecting the border. You have a ex military uh, person on the bus with them to train them and tell them how to operate and you only have the boy scouts shoot below the waist
4: johan that That's is the, the, way to the do it. that 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 is the dumbest idea I have ever heard in my well, entire life. Where did you come up with this?
10: Ever. I've been thinking about it for a year, and i got an answer to the COVID crisis if you want to hear that one, too. You know
4: what? i got to be honest. After that first idea, I'm dying to hear your answer for COVID.
10: It turns out that the Brazilian pepper tree grows wild in Florida. 900,000 tons of it are available. You get the uh, churches, synagogues, and mosques to pick it and send it out to their associate churches, synagogues, and mosques. That Brazilian pepper tree is a tree of life. If you look it up on the internet, you'll find out it cures all different kinds of bacteria, fungus, and viruses. <sighs> I don't know how to cure the vaccine, but this will cure all the people from uh, the COVID-19, 20, 21, 22, and whatever COVID they come up with.
4: Okay, with, with the exception of shooting COVID-19 people. COVID-19. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, with the exception of shooting the illegal immigrants with twenty uh, twos below the waist, mind you, and in the Brazilian pepper tree. Are there any other issues you would like to elaborate on, Johan, before we go?
10: Yeah, the aliens coming to the earth. They're all looking for the Messiah. They've time mm-hmm. machine travel. They're all yeah. looking for the Messiah. That's what they're doing here. Yeah. Any other questions?
4: No. That's, uh, that wrapped it up. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you very much. Look. Hey. Whew. All right, uh, now it's time for headlines I didn't get to. Teachers investigated for shaming unvaccinated kids on video, and the school tried to destroy the evidence. This is from Jason Rance. Um, Yeah, they were recorded. Teacher blamed her unvaccinated students for killing people. This is in the 10th grade. Remember, this is not high school. This is in the 10th grade. Those are high school sophomores. Get your kids out of government schools get them out. Get them out of those government schools. These teachers are not all there just to guide, just to guide them through life. They're there to do the same thing communists have always done. Manipulate your kids, twist up your kids, teach your child to hate themselves, hate their country. And now it seems to be their mission in life to make sure your child grows up, As a complete hypochondriac with a mask on the rest of his life, running to the doctor's office, trying to get an appointment every time he gets the sniffles. Take the stupid mask off your kids, get them out of government schools, kick them outside and let them play in the dirt. Mm -hmm. New York City restaurants suffer 40 to 60% losses under de Blasio's vaccine mandate. Yeah, they're going to destroy New York City. That's what communism does. Communism destroys. And I just want to remind everybody again, Bill de Blasio, when he surveys the damage done to New York city, by the time he's all done and he's already done, I mean, untold amounts of damage. When he sits back and surveys all that damage, he doesn't look at it. Like you would look at it. He doesn't look at it and say to himself, Oh, dang it. I, Oh man, I blew it. He looks at all the destruction and says to himself, Nice. I did exactly what I came here to do. Concerned parents are an immediate threat, says the National School Board's Association president. Some are even domestic terrorists. And it should be pointed out, as I brought up earlier in the show, Merrick Garland, the attorney general, has already directed the FBI to look into this. As I have tried to explain to people time and time again. And once again, so many on our own side didn't get this when they were whining about January 6th. They're doing everything they can to make make it so they can use the forces of government against you, They're trying to make you a domestic terrorist that will then give them the freedom to do exactly what they're doing now, sending the FBI to your door because you showed up at a school board meeting and called those communist scumbags, communist scumbags. This is dangerous. And that's why the people on our own side who let the communists take, uh, take over the narrative every single time are so damaging. How can you not see what is happening? They are setting it up so the entire federal government treats Republicans like the enemy of the state. If you think about the absolute radical nut jobs who run this country now, who run this country now, think about them. And then think about the last 10 text messages you've sent to friends. Not the ones you'd publicize, the ones you sent to friends. Think about the last 10 emails, private ones, private messages you've sent on social media. Do you think the communists who run this country would consider you a potential domestic terrorist if they read any of those? Now do you understand how serious this is? Headline, couple unknowingly purchases the exorcist house. There's nothing you could do in a million years to make me sleep even one night in that house. Headline, U.S. officials quietly preparing for 350,000 to 400,000 migrant encounters at the Mexican border in October alone. They're doing this on purpose. And let's just understand something. All these people are not only coming in, they're not getting turned around and sent back out again. This is permanently changing the United States of America. And it's not flooding the United States of America with a bunch of patriotic citizens who land of the free, red, white, and blue, baby. This is not the way to handle a country. This is an unserious nation now, and we better start getting serious real, real fast. All right. We have a great show for you tomorrow, as always. Remember, you can email anything, including your Ask Dr. Jesse questions, to jesse at jessikellyshow.com. All right? That's all.
6: Sick of being upsold at gyms?